Stand with us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Glad that God's with us. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. We love you, Lord. And we just give you praise for all that you've done and all that you've given us, Lord. Thanking you tonight for the blessings you bestow upon us. Lord, what a favor it is to us that you'd be with us, Lord. And I'm so thankful for that. Dear God, we ask you that you'd just anoint and touch and meet the needs according to your plan, purpose, and will for every life. And help us, dear God, search you, Father, Lord, and seek you out, just as you said in your Bible, Lord, that we would find and, and see, Lord, the things that you would have us to know and to do. Lord, asking you again tonight, touch the needs according to your plan, purpose, and will, and help us to accept that. Lord, we just ask you now, Father, help us through this service, and we'll give you glory, we'll give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' precious holy name, and amen, amen. You may be seated. Turn to page 230. <laughs> <laughs> 
ahead and turn to page 450.
Uh, turn over to page 290. <coughs>
would you when our work here is done and our
And I don't ever talk to think people think what God went through that day, the thorns and the thrashings and that what they ripped out his flesh with, you know, it was terrible. I don't know. And I know Brother Orange was talking one day that, or maybe Brother Gary, you know, that God had to turn his head from his son when that happened. Because God didn't even want his son to look at his son when that was happening. But I, I, to endure something like that, I, 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 mean, I can't fix it in this pea brain that I got, you know, of just what God does. But I'm thankful tonight, and I love God tonight, that he does that price for you and me. I'm in love with my Savior and He's in love with me. He's with me from day to day. What a privilege he watches over me while it's
There's a movie called Sheffy. I don't know if anybody's seen that. Me and the wife have watched it more than once. And um, it is uh, about a preacher. And uh, he is a young man to start off with, like most of us, right? He started out, he's kind of wild. He decided one day he wanted to know uh, what the preacher was saying after he was in a service and he was there to basically with a bunch of guys to uh, kind of mock the, the preacher and uh, he got to hearing what the preacher was saying and he wanted to know more. And uh, he gave his heart to the Lord and started out trying to seek what God would have him to do and he become a great prayer warrior is what he did. Uh, so peculiar in his prayers that he would go and he would uh, see a spot in the woods and he'd just decide to get off his horse light down there and he'd go pray two, three, four hours. And uh, there was a time when he'd come to be examined to get his preaching's license and the, one of the reasons they didn't give it to him was because of his peculiar method of pre praying. And they said, it's been reported that you will pray and you, you talk as if you're talking to God himself. Praise the Lord. And Mr. Sheffy said, well, may I ask you a question? To whom do you talk to when you pray? And... Uh, God does hear us. And he wants to hear from us. God is close by, closer than we realize. He's more evident than we seem to understand. I'm going to read this tonight. It's kind of been on my heart a little bit, and it got stirred up this afternoon. And so I'm going to read it. And I may have preached this message at some point in time back. I've Tried to look to see if it was very long back so I could tell you exactly if it was or wasn't. And I don't know. I didn't have it here, but it's called I Am With Thee. I'm glad tonight to know that God is with us. 
And you know, in this day and hour in which we're living in and the things that are going on, I'm even more so glad to know tonight that it's evident and it's written in his word. But before I do that, I want to read to us out of the book of Matthew, if you would stand from chapter 10. I want to read to this verse here, and then I'm going to jump over to Luke. Matthew chapter 10 says this in excuse me, verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are now able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now turn over to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. I didn't have these as part of my starting text, so I have to turn this with you. In verse 50 it says this. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Father, tonight I thank thee, Lord, for thy love and mercy. And I ask thee, dear God, tonight help me. Lord, I praise you for your presence and the spirit, dear God, we feel. And knowing, Father, tonight that you're real and you're real present. And dear God, for that we give you glory and we give you praise, Father, tonight. And we ask you, Lord, help us through thy word. In Jesus' holy name we pray. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I'm looking and I'm thinking a little harder on this. And I know that I have preached on this at some point in time. But I'm not going to spend a lot of time reading uh, verses around this. I'm just going to focus on the verses that I've got. In the book of Genesis, God appeared unto uh, Jacob, and it said this in Genesis 26 and 24, and the Lord appeared unto him in the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father, fear not. Now remember, we're to fear him who can kill the body and the soul, but not to fear him who can only kill the body. But God saying to Jacob, hear this, fear not, for I am with thee. And will bless thee, and will multiply thy seed from for, for my servant Abraham's sake. Now God is with us as children of God to bless us. If you think about this, the chastisement of God to the child of God is blessing. The correction of God to the child of God is blessing. Not, not, not. Now, sometimes we think the only blessing we can have from God is something good, but sometimes God's hand upon us to chide us is a blessing. But in this, God is telling Jacob that he's going to bless him and multiply his seed, and he's going to do it because of Abraham, his father. He, he, he made a covenant there, and now he's going to continue this, and so we get it all the way through there, and now God is saying now, he's generation down here to Jacob, I'm going want to bless you because of him. But the real blessing is because of him. Because of God. And if you go into the 28th verse, or the 28th chapter and the 15th verse, it says it this way. And he said, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee. So God not only wants to bless, but God wants to keep. 
He said, I will keep thee in all the places where thou goest, and, I, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of to thee. Now, now think about this tonight. God, God is going to do exactly what he says that he's going to do, and it's going to come to pass. And I, I like the idea tonight to remind you and I as the children of God of these things that God wants to bless us, and God wants to keep us. If you go to Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, again, the word here fear starts in this, but look at what he says. Fear thou not, for I am with thee, be not dismayed. And I want to say this tonight, in this day and hour, in the things that are going on, there's a lot of things that will cause us to fear. There's a lot of questions that we have, and, and I'm not above that. Why sometimes I try to act like, you know, I don't have any concerns, and then I'm just telling the world to get out of my way and go on. And the truth of the matter is this. There are many times that I will lay in my bed at night, or I'll be out and I'll be thinking about, God, what is exactly going to take place? What's fixing to happen? Do, is there anything that I can do to be prepared to protect my family, to protect uh, the church? Is or anything that I can do uh, that will keep me on my guard and then I will be ready for this and, and the truth of the matter is this all the preparations in the world uh, will not do us any good outside of God Amen. this morning I was telling the guys to kind of be on alert we had a guy walk up to the church doors he was dressed like he was going to come to church he walked up there to the outside, and I guess he saw the sign and realized he was at the wrong uh, church. And so he walked back, and he got in his car. He backed out. I was standing out there. I was going to talk to him. And, and he rolled down his window. He drove by me, and he just kind of goes and went on. I thought, well, that's a little strange, but hey, I'll keep my eye out. Later on, I saw another guy walk by here, and he met up with a guy who had a backpack just over here on the side there. And when he was over there, and then they talked for a minute, and they turned, and they went the same way that that car was going. And I thought to myself, well, that's a little peculiar too. So I decided to just tell the guys, be on alert. We're not accustomed to seeing uh, extra men, so to say, walking around outside and, and meeting up. And, the, and, and I'm just thought, you know, with everything going on, God, it's okay to keep our eyes open. Be, be on alert. We don't know what's happening. They threaten a lot of things. But can I tell you this? The greatest defense that we have tonight is God. And God says, don't be dismayed. Keep your eyes on me. He said, going on the rest of the verse, For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, now I'm just going to say it this way. If God's doing the holding, we're in good hands. If God's the one that's telling us to listen to what he's going to do, then we're in good hands. And we get distracted by the world and the things of the world. And there's no doubt in my mind that it's easy to be saying don't do something and another thing not to do that. But on the same hand, as we look at what's going on today, the real truth of the matter is this. We ought to be more focused on God now than we've ever been before. And the Bible even tells us that in the last days, we should be more, not less. 
We're supposed to encourage one another with the word of God and talk about how that God's going to be here with us and God's going to protect us and guide us. And hey, hey listen to me, church, it might get rough. It might get bad. Uh, we might be dead. But if we be dead in God and we die in this life, are we not better off? I mean, after all, you can't get better than heaven. I mean, if you're going up, there ain't nothing like it. Uh, hey, I'm just telling you the truth. But, but you know, I, I can also say this. There's many times at night that I've laid in bed and I've wondered what it would be like to die. And, and, and there's times in my dreams where I, I know that uh, things have happened. And, and, and one thing that I've had over and over and over again throughout my lifetime is, is a wreck in the dark. And I can't see anything, but I can hear people and I can hear sirens and I hear light. And the next thing you know, I don't hear nothing. And I thought, well, that must be death. But can I tell you, for the child of God, when the light goes out here, you're going to be an eternal light. Not going to darkness, going to light. And God tells us, and I like this, he said, fear thou not, for I am with thee, be thou, or I am with thee, be not dismayed. For I am thy God. This is a reassuring phrase. Can, can you think about the children of Israel facing the things that they faced and going through the things that they've gone through and the rebellion that they had against God and yet God kept coming over and over and over and over again to them saying, listen, I am your God. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm here. In the church today, when we're living in this, we ought to really be thinking about this. That he's our God. He's with us. Don't, don't be dismayed. Hey, don't get sidetracked by the world. Don't let things going on around you start to get you to focus on it instead of God. Remember when Peter lost sight of Jesus, that's when he sank. But when he had his eyes on the Lord, that's when he was walking on the water. Isaiah 43, verse 5, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring, I like that, I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And you can keep on reading there and find that he continues on talking about that. But can I tell you this? If God brings me, I'm going. That, that's the thought that I had. That's where I had to stop and think about that for a second. If he's gathering the children of Israel, he's gathering the Jewish people, he's bringing them back from the four corners of the earth, he's bringing them to the place of promise, he's bringing them back to the land that floweth with milk and honey, he's putting them back where they belong. Can I tell you this, church, one of these days Jesus Christ is coming back, and when he comes back to get his children, we're going home, and it don't matter where we at, whether we in the north, south, east, or west, it won't matter. And the Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first. So those in the grave ain't going to be held down by no rock or dirt or stone or nothing else. They're going up and then we're going up with it. And the Bible says to be with the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be. I'm just telling you, if he brings me, I'm going. Yeah. Don't be afraid if he's bringing you. Then God says this in Jeremiah. Verse 18, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. 
And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Now, now remember, we just read that, right? Fear not him who can kill the body. We've got an enemy, church. There's no doubt in my mind there's an enemy out there, and he's real. Don't, don't take for a second that I don't think the devil's real. Don't take for a second that I don't think somebody uh, doesn't have it on their mind to, uh, to do harm to the body of Christ, to do harm to the church. Can I just tell you this? Uh, and I, I thought about this uh, uh, earlier this afternoon. There, there was a time in, in, in this country uh, when you was, if you were not a Christian, uh, if you were not a God-fearing person there, uh, you were considered to be an a, a atheist or back uh, uh, cast out. You were considered uh, to be a rebellious person uh, you were looked upon and, and and people thought you know there's something wrong with you and then we go on through time and it gets there a little bit more and all of a sudden now uh, those that don't believe in God or don't respect Jesus and don't believe in the word of God and, and don't go to church and stuff like that well you know what it's just another thought pattern it's just another part of society there uh, you know we can uh, it, it's, they're, they're, they, they just don't know what they're doing and today you know what's happened we've got so far down into life that, that people who believe in Jesus Christ are now the radicals. We're the outcasts. We're the ones who, who are lost our minds. We are the ones who are crazy. Can I just tell you tonight, church, if I'm going to be an outcast and a crazy person, let it be for Jesus. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be a fool for God than a fool who denies him. I mean, just to be honest about it, let's, let's think about what we're talking about here. If God is telling them this, God is trying to tell you and I this, uh, the day and hour that we're living in, uh, there's a whole lot of folks against us, but can I tell you, if you open up your eyes, the truth still remains. There are more that be with us than be with them. Why? Because God's got more. So he says, be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee. And children of Israel looking at their enemies thinking this. saith the Lord. And they shall fight against thee. But they shall not prevail against thee. Now think about what God is saying here. If, if you and I look at this and we think about this this evening. The Bible says what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And, and just think about it. If God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, you stop to think about the scriptures that God has given us. And he says, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. Not because I'm good, not because you're good, but because God is God. He said, I, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Like I said, if he takes me up, I'm going up. If he brings me, I'm going. And guess what? If he's for me, you don't stand a chance if you're against me. And if God delivers me, I'll truly be delivered. Amen. That's the simplicity of it. Jeremiah 15 and 20 says, I will make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee and deliver thee, saith the Lord. Now, now think about this for a second, church. He is with us to deliver us and to save us. But, but he is to you and I, he is for us a brazen wall. 
They shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee to save thee. It is really these things. He said, I will make thee unto this people a fenced, brazen wall. If God's my forward and my rearward, he's on my right and my left, you don't stand a chance. I'm not saying we won't die. I'm not saying times will not get tough. I'm just simply saying tonight that God's got our back. And if God's got your back, you know your back's got. It's one of those deals we just got to trust in him, put our faith in him. He's with us. He, he's not just beside us. He's with us. He's protecting us. Jeremiah 30 and verse 11. He said, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee. Though I make a full end of all nations, whether I am scattered thee, yet will I not make a full end of thee. But I will correct thee in measure. I will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Now, he's talking to the children of Israel here, talking about what's going on. But can I tell you, on the end of all things, he said this, he will make a full end of all nations, whether I have scattered thee. In the last days, they're going to rise up against Israel and they're going to set their hearts and their minds to destroy the people of God. And I will just say it this way. It won't be just over in the land Israel. It'll be anywhere there is anybody who claims to know who Jesus Christ is. Yes. It's going to be against the children of God, whithersoever they be scattered. And they're going to do in such a manner as they think that they will extinct us and wipe us off like the dinosaur. And in so doing, they will think they have done a good deed. But I'm here to tell you, if I die for Christ, beware of the hand that kills me because God is a vengeful God. And the Bible says that God's vengeance is sure to come. He said, I, he, he, he said that he's the avenger. And I'm just going to say this. When they come against the children of God, the people of God, the nation that belongs to God, they're in trouble. Church, we ought to rejoice just simply knowing sometimes that the battle's coming. We always say that, you know, I read the back of the book and we win. Well, I, I read the front of the book and God started it, so God's got it all under control. Yeah. I've read the middle of the book and I see where God said, don't worry about the back of the book, I'm here. And, and you know, the thing of it is, is we keep thinking that it's going to get to that point there and we get scared. But the truth of the matter is this, and, and, and I, like I said, there's times where I myself have to admit this. But if God before us who can be against us? We need to remind ourselves of all the scriptures the Bible has given us about who God is and how valuable we are to God, how meaningful we are to God. And, and the Bible talks about how that God is, is just an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Now, now, now think about this, and I've misquoted that verse, I don't know how many times, it said God is an ever-present ever help in a time of need. Well, I need him every day. But, but can I tell you this, the Bible, the scripture says he's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Think about that. When trouble comes, God is present. 
He's not a far off somewhere. You don't have to call him and get him to come on over. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals there sometimes I think that in our lives we feel like that God is way over there or God is way up there, rather. And, and so God is so far up there that I've got to get a hold of God and get him to come down here. But, but, but God, the Bible says, is an ever-present. In other words, he's already here. Jeremiah 46, 28, fear not, or fear thou not, O Jacob, saith the Lord, I am with thee. Again, I will make a full end of the nations, of all nations, whether I have driven thee, but I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet I will not leave thee unpunished, or wholly unpunished. The children of Israel want to taste God's anger. God is going to punish them. But can I tell you tonight, church, he's not going to do so to destroy, but rather bring them. He does the same for you and I. If we will seek God and set out to serve God and honor God, love God, magnify God, the truth of the matter is this. No, not, not everybody's going to be happy about it. But again, if I go with God and you go with God and God be with us, the enemy doesn't stand a chance. He doesn't stand a chance. And we just got to hold on to the Lord, lift him up, magnify him. And remember when the devil says you're all by yourself, say, no, I'm not. God said he's with me. Amen. God said he's with me. And the one thing I know is God's word is true. Over and over and over again. Every time. Would you stand with us this evening? Heavenly Father, tonight we're so thankful and grateful, dear God, for your love and mercy. Thankful, God, for your grace. And Lord, tonight I'm so glad and thankful that you're with me. You're with us. Dear God, we set out to serve you and to love you and to honor you, dear God. Lord, we hear your voice and follow your calling, dear God. The enemy comes and says that, that, you know, we might as well give up. We need to remind the enemy that you're here. You've got it all under control. And you're with us. Lord, I pray, Father, tonight, help us as we go throughout this week. No doubt in my mind, dear God, something's going to rise, something's going to come and take place, dear God, and we're going to have to remind ourselves, Lord, you're with us. You're with us. And so, Father, tonight we pray, just let your will be done in our lives. Touch every heart and soul, Lord, we God, we ask this evening. And we do give you praise, we do give you glory. In Jesus' precious holy name, and amen. Amen. Anything on anybody's heart?